You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. So this morning, we continue with our theme, Romans 2, chapter 7, and it says, Eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. Let's bow our heads as we go to the Lord in prayer and ask that the Lord will breathe upon us afresh this morning that our eyes of understanding will be enlightened, that we might know the hope of his calling, and that we might come to experience the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Lord, we surrender to your spirit this morning. We have sung our songs of praise. We have lifted our hearts and opened our hearts in worship. Lord, we are ready for you to touch us. We are ready for you to make us. We are ready for you to transform us. We are ready for you to bless us. We say amen to your word. We are everything your word says we are. We can do what your word says we can do. We, O Lord, surrender. Help the teacher this morning. Help the hearers. Let what happens here count for eternity. Thank you, O Lord, our God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, this morning we are going to be zeroing in into that particular verse. And um, the part that I believe the Spirit of God wants us to zero in is simply doing good. Let me say doing good. We had looked at continue. You know, I think that was the first one we looked at. And we have looked at eternal life. This morning, we want to look at doing good. And um, it is such a basic, you know, part of that um, verse. And such a basic thing that you really wonder, why should we, you know, devote time to look at doing good? This is what they teach children. This is what we learn from nursery school, from kindergarten, you know, be nice and all of that. And, um, but... As the text says, if we look at the text, just put your eyes on the screen with me. This is what it says. It says, eternal life to those who by patient continuance. You know, we looked at continue. But you can continue and be sincerely wrong. You can continue in wrong. You can continue misled. You can continue not knowing the proper thing to do. Like Paul the Apostle said he was zealous, but not according to knowledge. So, but at the time, he knew what he should do. Praise God. So, continuing in what? It says, in doing good. So, we seek for glory, honor, and immortality by what? Continuing in doing good. It's very important that we understand that it's by doing good that we seek for glory, honor, and immortality. Praise the Lord. So this morning, we want to just zero in in that and see what the Lord will have us take from there. We're going to start by laying 
a few foundations. And one of it is that you and I can't begin to look at this in this kind of setting. When we're in school, primary school, we had, and secondary school, there was um, moral instructions. How many of us did moral instructions? Okay, so this is what it appears like. And, you know, primary school, nursery school, they teach them all those things. But the angle we are coming from this morning is that we are coming from the angle of born-again Christians. We are coming from the angle of believers. Am I communicating? So we are not looking at doing good that everybody can do. This doing good we are called is the doing good of those who already have something happen to them. Praise God. So the basic thing we take this morning is that God has made us good through regeneration, which means through being born again. Hello? So this good I'm talking about is not a good because I'm an evil man. It's not a good because I'm a Yoruba man. It's not a good because I'm an Alsa man. It's not a good because I'm educated. It's not a good because, you know... I'm a nice person. No, it's a good that is as a result of what has been given to me. I do not carry the capacity to produce this kind of good. It is a good that is deposited in me. Praise God. It's a good that is enabled through regeneration, through the Spirit of God. When Nicodemus came to Jesus and spoke to him and said to him, Good teacher, you know, we know that you're from God because no man can. What did Jesus respond to say to him? Jesus said to him, unless a man be what? Born again. Nicodemus wanted to learn the ropes. He wanted to know the ABCs. But our Lord Jesus Christ, being the master and being the truth and being the way and being the life, didn't want him to get confused. He didn't want to put the horse before the cat. So he said to him, oh, the cat before the horse. Which one? Cat and horse. He didn't want to put the engine behind the cat. Let's leave it like that. <laughs> Praise God. You know, so he said to him, unless a man be what? born again so this doing good is for the man who is born again titus 3 please let's see what we were let's see what is original to us titus 3 3 it says you know this scripture touched me many years ago as a young christian this was part of the scriptures that helped my relationship with you know other people who were not born again and all of that and it will help somebody this morning i believe it says for we ourselves we are also once what foolish disobedient deceived serving various lusts and pleasures living in malice and envy hateful and hating one another for he says but when the kindness and the love of god our savior toward man appeared five now he says not by works of righteousness which you have done but according to his mercy he saved us through what the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. What is that saying? It's saying that until this happens, verse 3 is normal. So do you have a neighbor, do you have a family member, do you have a colleague who is producing verse 3? You can go back to verse 3. Who is hateful, who is disobedient, who is serving all kinds, behaving all kinds of ways. It is the natural situation of anyone who has not been what? regenerated so is there any person here who is born again let me see you wave your hand praise the lord that is what we were amen now what we are now if you also come with me to ephesians 5 8 and 9 so we lay this foundation praise the lord so it says for we were once what i okay let me read myself because i can see you don't believe it 
For I was once darkness, but now I am light in the Lord. Notice he didn't say I was once in darkness. He says I was once what? That's what I was. That's what we were. Praise God. But thank God. Hallelujah. But now we are what? Light in the Lord. It says, walk then as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Can we look at the Living Bible to account of that? Eight and nine. Thank you. It says, for though once our heart, my heart was full of what? Now my heart is full of what? Light from the Lord and, read that last part for me, and my behavior should what? That's where we're going, sir. That's the supermarket we're going to shop this morning. Praise God. It says, I was once full of darkness, but now I'm full of light from the Lord. Notice, it's the Lord that brought this light. And it says, because of this, my behavior should what? The question you should ask yourself is, how many Christians do you know? Don't look at yourself. Are their behaviors showing light from the Lord? Brothers and sisters, the topic or the theme of our meditation this morning is simple. But that's what we're missing. If you observe, um, this is end of the year. So there are lots of conventions and meetings that are happening. And you bless God for the number of people that identify as Christians in Nigeria. Praise God. A lot of people. It's soon going to be the end of the year. And when, you know, a crossover meeting, the services, almost even the clubs are empty. Because people identify as Christians. But now when you step into the world, do you see people full of light? That their behaviors are showing it. Hello? I'm asking a question. Do you see them like that? Is it coming straight? That is where we're going. So we want whatever happens that you and I will have behaviors that show that we were once darkness, but we're now full of light. Praise God. And our behaviors do what? Show it. Somebody say amen. amen. Ephesians 2.10 just to you know, push it further. Says for we are his workmanship, okay? Created in Christ Jesus for what? So my born again, my salvation, the intent of my salvation is that what may happen is for good works. I am born again for what? Good works. It says which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Can we have that in the NLT, please? Okay, let's read it. Read it personal now. For I am. God's masterpiece. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you actually look like God's masterpiece. Amen. He says he has created us and he has created me and you in Christ Jesus. So that what may happen? So that I can do the good things he planned for me long ago. So this is what he saved me for. To do good things. Praise God. Good things by patient continuance in doing good. Seek for glory. So then, this should be our default position. But do you know this is not, has not really been our default position? In a sense, we have um, allowed this, you know, crafty one, this 
deceiver, the devil, deceive us in a way that it's, you know, he's old, he's called old wise deceiver. When your deceiver is wise, you're in trouble. Okay? He has shifted our focus and we look at things and see black and white, but we don't call it black and white. We interpret it in different ways. So we look at spirituality and we look at our Christianity and we think that something else is expected of us. I'm going to break it down so you get it, but just follow me. So the Bible says concerning our Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Acts 10, 38. It says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Ghost and power. So Jesus, our Savior, was anointed with the Holy Ghost and what? And he went about doing what? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The first part of that statement says he went about doing good and healing. So Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit to be able to do good. First and foremost, before the miracles. Many times you see believers gather and they're saying, Lord, anoint me for miracles. Anoint me for miracles. But every believer may not work a miracle. But every believer must continue to do good. And if every believer were doing good, we'll be better ambassadors of our king. So you have people who are looking for anointing to heal the sick and raise the dead, but they're not good to the sick. You have people who are looking for anointing to walk all manner of, you know, signs and wonders, but they don't even keep their word. You have people standing and, you know, trusting God for move of the Spirit in their meetings, but they're not even loving their wives or submitting to their husbands. By patient continuance in working miracles, seek for glory. Is that it? Because not everybody. Listen, thank God we declared that song. Power belongs to God. Okay, we actually dealt with that on Wednesday. No one can be a Christian if you don't begin to know that God has all power. Praise God. It says, once has thou spoken and twice have I heard that word. Power belongs to God. However, this power that God has can operate in the providential way, in the natural way, then it also operates in the supernatural way. God does not always work supernaturally. Am I communicating here? Praise God. Our Lord Jesus lived for 30 years. And at his 30th year, about the time of his baptism, the voice came from heaven, this is my beloved son, in whom I am what? How many miracles did the Bible say he did that pleased the father? It was his living that pleased the father. The father said, you have represented the Godhead well for 30 years. I approve of you. He worked miracles, but the miracles were not the main part of his life. When the Bible said the prince of this world, Jesus speaking, the prince of this world comes and finds nothing in me. He didn't say we have done power for power and my power passed the devil's power. He said the devil has come. He couldn't find any evil in me. 
So the anointing is not necessarily for show. The anointing is to reproduce what was put in you at regeneration. So if you're born again, it says you are his masterpieces to carry out the good works that he prepared beforehand. That good, you might raise the dead. And I pray you raise the dead. But before you meet a dead person, be good to your neighbor, be good to your customer, be good to your tailor, be good to your mechanic, be good to your wife, be good to your children. By patient continuance in doing good. That's why the foundation is important. It says how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost to do good. Lord, give me the gifts. Lord, give me the gifts. Lord, do this, do this, do this. All of that is part of it. But the witness the world is lacking is not the place where we are keeping our focus on. The witness that the world that is keeping Nigeria from being what God wants us to be is not miracles. It's that they cannot find Christians who are bearing witness of good works. Praise the Lord, somebody. I hope you're happy with me. Thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay, I want to ask you a question. What do you really think God, our God, when you think God, what nature do you think him as? You know, what, what kind of person is God? Because this will help us. How do you see him? I mean, hallelujah. You see, God the creator of all. I, I was listening to a program, one of the uh, uh, Christian stations I like to watch. And the lady asked a question. And or rather asked, not asked a question, was saying, but isn't God the father of all? And this, you know, the preacher who I, you know, I, I respect teaches very well, sound 99.9%. But at that moment, he said to the, and an elderly lady, and he said, no, God is not the father of all. And you could see the shock in the lady's, you know, voice and, you know, reaction. How can God not be the father of all? And he said, no, God is not the father of all. Just like there are, you know, 200 children in that school, but only two there are his children. And I said, that's true. Only two are your children, but there are hundred children there, but you're not God. Now, God is not the father of all. But God, the Spirit of God said, wants to be the father of all. Is that clear? God is the creator of all. But he's only father to those who have accepted Jesus Christ, his gift. Which means in the side of God, everyone can be his son. He says he came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many, which means if all received him, all will become his sons. So I said, don't answer somebody in a way that will misrepresent God. God is creator of all. And nobody creates a thing and wants it destroyed. That's why the Bible says God does not delight in the death of the wicked. Or the sinner, no. God is creator of all, is father of those who have accepted Jesus, and is desirous that everybody will become his son. Okay? Now, why am I saying that? Those of us that are his children now, those of us that are his own now, how does he look at us? Is God now giving us privileges? You know, 
favors, you know, making us head and not the tail, you know. A thousand falls by our side and ten thousand falls by our right hand side. And nothing by any means comes near us. You know, just does wonderful things for us. Why does he do that for us? Anybody? Why does God favor his children? Bless his children? Give them privileges? Make their cases different? Why? Do you know why? So that we can pose for everybody. So that we can, you know. You see? Why does God do that for us? You can imagine that God does that for us so we can pose. We can, David said, the psalmist said, I will make the boast of the Lord in the great congregation. But that's not why. You know why God does that for us? He does that for us who have become his children so that when those who are not his children see us, they can come to him and become his children as well. So he blesses us and gives us those privileges as an invitation to those who are outside. Now, if those blessings that he's blessing me with, and you know, those favors and privileges and you know status that he's giving me becomes a reason for the other people not to want him. Can you see I've failed? Do you listen to some people talk about their salvation and their relationship? And it's almost like chasing other people away. The way they boast and the way they say these things. Why? Because they don't understand that the heart of God is bleeding. Jesus told us several miracles about leaving 99 and going to seek for one. Why? Because as God is looking over his creation now, you know the fight in Israel, Gaza, and all of that. He has a covenant with uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the blood Jesus shed was shed for the people in Gaza. So you can't, you can't miss it. He's faithful for, to his covenant, but his love, heart is bleeding for any soul that dies and goes to hell. It's an eternal loss to God. He doesn't want it. Now, God blesses you. God blesses me. God blesses those of us that are Christians. Simply that through us, the others will see that God is good. Come to know him. Come to trust him. Come to surrender to him as father, not as judge of all. The whole world is going to be judged by God. If you escape him as judge, you run into him as father. God wants people to look at you and I. And because of us, transit from having to meet God as judge and now begin to know him as what? Father. That's what he wants. That's why he blesses us. I'm going somewhere. Genesis 12. The blessed man. Genesis 12. Talking about Abraham from verse 1. Okay? Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land I will show you. Verse 2. Do I have mathematicians in the house? Okay, I want you to look at this uh, uh, statement and translate it to an equation for me. It says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I want you to look at that statement and put it for me mathematically. Anybody who can do that, I'll give you an award. Yes, yes, help me. Come, come, come. It's dollar. Okay, it's transfer, it's transfer. Send me your account number. No, no, I'm serious. You see, what you see there, hmm? verse 2, please. Thank you, sir. 
I will make you a great nation, call it A. I will bless you, call it B. I will make your name great, call it C. You shall be a blessing, call it D. A plus B plus C is equals to D. Did you get me? The purpose of A and B and C is that D may happen. Now we have made it that I'll make you a great. Then you come everywhere. You come to your family and say, I'm great. I'm the greatest here. But you are an affliction to the family. You come to your office. Say, whatever they're doing in this office, it cannot touch me. It cannot touch me. And you're not a blessing to them. You have not lifted the one that is downcast. So you're isolating A, B, and C. A, B, and C is to achieve D. So A plus B plus C equals to D. The purpose and the whole agenda of God is that through Abraham, the world will know him. So because of that, he will bless Abraham. Because of that, he will make him a great nation. Because of that, he will make his name great. Why? So that what? When you understand that, eh? you know that testimony is not testimony until it lifts somebody up. You hear some people share what is called testimony. And people put their hands on their head. That testimony of God when? Is not very correct. A testimony should come across. And everyone who hears it. Will see that if you follow the path that God said you should follow. You will encounter his faithfulness. We're still going somewhere. We're taking it down. I'm going to give you another one. This may not capture it, okay? So let me give you another one. Second mathematical equation. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at another equation. First Peter 2 verse 9. That one, we have a song for it. For we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Okay? Okay. Okay, let's do the mathematics here now. Help me somebody. Let's read it together first. But you are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Okay, so this is easy now. So, so who is going to solve this one for me? Who is going to break this into an equation for me? You already have the expo. Right? So one, what? Chosen generation. A. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people. Equals to what? E. The children. Let's clap for the children. I see what is happening here. So God is making me a chosen generation, calling me to a royal priesthood, setting me apart as a holy nation. I become his own special people. Why? He says that I may proclaim the praises of him who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is why. If you miss the why of anything, you have missed everything. That's why I'm a chosen generation. That's why I'm a special person. That I may proclaim his praises. Is someone getting it now? So God has an intention. And that's why that text says, by patient continuance in doing good, not enjoying God's goodness. That's why you, you read Paul. Paul says, he says, no, Paul, making many rich. Paul didn't boast about his being rich, but he boasted about making many rich. Is somebody getting it? Hallelujah. Okay. So you see that God is so intentional and 
it takes an anointing, we've said that, to do this type of good we are talking about. Let me just try quickly, you know, to clarify the good we are talking about. Then we'll come to our conclusion for this morning. The first thing about this good is that it's not the good that men can do. First, Matthew seven twelve. It says, this is the good that whatever you want man or men to do to you, you should what? Do the same to them. How many people can right now immediately say, God, just do to me today just what I've been doing to everybody? I say, don't raise your hand. You're free. Today is the day of salvation. God, do to me your marriage. Do to me in this marriage just the way I'm doing to my husband or to my wife. Do to me just the way I'm doing to my children. And children, do to me just the way I'm doing to my parents. Do to me as an employee just the way I'm doing to my employer. Do to me as an employee just the way I'm doing to my employee. You see why it takes an anointing? And that anointing is coming upon us. In the name of Jesus Christ. In fact, as that anointing comes, you will even do more. You will do better for people than you want them to do for you. As you get an anointing and get an understanding. And it's coming. Somebody say, I receive it in Jesus' name. Say, I claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. This good is a good that is consistent. Praise the Lord. You know, we are looked at continue in a few days back. But just for emphasis, this good is a good that is consistent. For clarity, because you see, as human beings, you know some people that can be good. But they can be bad too. Okay? So, you want to board a plane. And they say this plane. Ah, the plane, when you enter inside, is smooth, is quiet, is cozy, everything. But sometimes, the plane, the engines will fail. The oxygen level will drop. Sometimes, so, not all the time. But today, it looks like this plane is in a good mood. We are talking about good, consistent. Proverbs 31, 12. Every man here who is about to get married and who is married already claim this. It talks about the wife. And we can also take this for the Lord. It says, she does him how? Good. And not what? All the days. Not when he brings money. How often does she do him good? All the days is dependent on her life, not dependent on his good. So when you do this good, it's not dependent on the person. It's dependent on you. It's like saying, on my honor as a wife, on my honor as a husband, I will love you. That's the pledge you make. You know that. You don't say to God, Lord, I take this woman to be my lawful wedded wife, to love and nourish her as long as she pleases me. That's not what you say. But it's not about marriage. We are talking about this good for those who are seeking glory, honor, and immortality. You're going to see why it's important. James chapter 3, verse 10, 11, and 12. It says... Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing my brethren. These things ought not to be so. Okay, 11. That's where I should have started. He said, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Is a question. What's your answer? 12. He said, can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? You can't yield both salt water and fresh water. So the dimension of this good we are looking to is where you do good. Consistently, somebody say amen. Say, I receive it. Yes, it doesn't matter what they do to me because you see, listen, if I'm doing you good, doing you good, and then you do me bad, then because you did me bad, I do you bad. Based on what we learned, I think it was two Wednesdays ago, 
The Bible says the righteousness of the righteous man will not save him in the day that he does bad or he does evil. So if I'm doing you good and you do bad to me and I now do bad to you and then they take the account from that moment, I've done you bad. That's what they will capture. It's like a picture. You know how it can just be looking so cute and nice? Then the photographers are taking pictures. When you're young, like, ah, that's when they'll capture you. And then when people are looking at the picture, I say, everybody here is looking fine. But what's this wrong with this one? See the way he opened his mouth. Meanwhile, your mouth wasn't opened all the while. It was just that the photographer <laughs> decided to capture you at that time. You never know when they're going to freeze your life. You never know. That's the danger about carrying on forgiveness and a lot of things that we carry as Christians. You don't know when. You know, people live lives. God is merciful. God will forgive our sins. But you don't know which one you won't have time to forgive, to ask for forgiveness for. How will you know that after this event that you now go to God and say, forgive me? Do you know when? So this good we are talking about is the one that you want men to do to you, this consistency. The other thing about this good is that it's good done on behalf of God. Praise the Lord. You know, let's take the scripture first. Matthew 5, 16. We know it very well. It says, let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Praise the Lord. Now, if you look at this scripture, it is simple, but it has some things there. Look at it, please. Let my light shine before men that they may see my good works. It's not the same thing that says, let my light so shine. Do you know why that so is there? That so is there to take the shining of my good works beyond me. A lot of people do things and you see it and you praise them. But this good they are talking about here is a good that when they see it, they say it's not you. Because if it is me, if it is just shining, when they see my good works, they will glorify me. They will say I'm a nice person. They'll say I'm a kind person. They'll say I'm a generous person. But the good they're talking about here is the good that cannot be traceable to you. That's why it says that they may see it. And what would they do? Glorify your father in heaven. How can that be? It can be only like that if it is intentional for the praise of God alone. You know, in my short life, I've transited. Now, if I find myself in circumstances where I can just be good for me, and I know that that good is not for God, I receive help not to be good just for me. It's very tempting. The pressures are real. But you see, the danger of that is this, or rather why that is so is this. You are not limitless in your capacity to do good. Do you know that? Let me repeat. You don't have unlimited capacity to do good. So you have limited resources. So if I'm not careful, where I'm in situations and circumstances where I do good for me because of me. Okay. How many of us have gone to events, you know, where you go to an event and then, you know, those praise singers now come. Um, what type of song is it that they'll sing now? Eh? Handsome Bobo. President Lincoln. You know, they just keep saying all of those things. You know, there's a way they'll just praise you like this. Eh? They'll just praise you, praise you. 
They'll talk some, the thing will switch you for body like this. You know? And the person in front just brought out 2,000 and gave them. And then you're moved to do that. It's okay. If when you left the house, the gate man that is doing his job, you dashed him money. If all the people along your route, you have been that generous to them, it's okay to do it. But if you have failed in doing that because they didn't praise you, and you're just doing this one because they've hyped your head, that one, Namoniwe Bono, it is a good that has no... And that's where a lot of people pack in. That's why people have mastered the art of flattery. For me, flattery doesn't work for me. Because when you flatter me, I know you can't see God. Because if you see God, you won't flatter me. God is bigger. God is better. God is more handsome. God is righteous. God is holy. God is perfect. But when somebody sees God, I know that this is somebody that, you know, is an investment. Are you getting it? You see, let men see your good works and glorify your father. You see, the Bible talks about every man's work is going to be tested. This part of what is going to happen. A lot of things men did, when they are thrown through the fire, they will say that the result, it was concluded on earth. But you have the capacity to do things here on earth that will not be consumed, that when they check it out, it's in eternity that they will see the value. It means you will not speak to please men. You will not look for pleasing of men. You will not, in fact, many times, if you want to be like that, some people will call you wicked. But watch, that wicked that calling you won't be for long. Because the Bible says wisdom is justified by her. After some time, the people who called you wicked will turn around and say, you are good. Do you remember those teachers that we called wicked in school? We called them wicked, right? You know why we call them wicked? Because they had genuine interest in our future. Now we are in our future, we appreciate them. Remember those uncles that when they come to your house, your mother said, do this, do that. Your father said, do this. They say, come on, let's go for a ride. You like them then. When you become a father, you don't want your children to meet such uncles. Because they didn't help you. Let men see your good works. There are too many Christians being distracted by good works they do for their praise. And such good works, they don't add to the kingdom. The devil can oppose anything between I and the devil face to face. He'll defeat me. That's why the Bible didn't say greater is me than he that is in the world. No. He said greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm not a match for the devil. But when Christ is in me, the devil is not a match for me. Are you getting it? So you understand it because I said you don't have unlimited capacity for good. It's the same thing, simple, simple illustration, thank you. You're married here. Now, there are some people that are very nice ladies and very nice men. But listen, let me tell you, your niceness has limitation. So you can't be nice to every lady and be a married man. There's a nice that you can't be nice to sister so because you have to reserve it for Mrs. So. There's a nice you can also be. Imagine a lady, you're so nice. Every brother, every brother you see in the church, you say, I will cook you, uh, I will cook you this. Every brother, you're just so nice. And all the brothers in the church are saying, that sister is so nice. The husband cannot be saying the same thing about her. It's impossible. Praise the Lord. Some of us, when we were growing up, we didn't like our parents because they were actually so nice to everybody. And then you thought that, 
When you now ask them for money, the way they shout, I say, but you are dashing money to them. But I think they had their reasons. Praise the Lord, somebody. Let your life so what? So we're talking about taking it a level higher. Not that I may be good, but that God may be seen to be what? Praise God. Another good we're talking about here is a good not of quantity, we've touched that in person, but of quality. We're talking of 100% good. And you understand this this way. The, the way the Lord made me understand, he says like you, you bake a cake with evil and you cover it with a beautiful icing of good. So this is the scenario where somebody says, um, you know, I come from a very poor background. And, um, uh, well, you see, now the thing where you get, where you go work with. Since I'm a beautifully, you know, contoured lady. So um, I have friends here. Yeah, I have this uh, Alhaji friend. I have this uh, MD friend. And I'm sleeping with them so that I'm raising my younger ones. I'm sending money to my parents. Is she doing a good thing? No, she's doing a good thing. But she's doing it on the basis of what? Evil. That's not the good we are talking about. And a lot of people are there. In fact, a lot of people who come to church, I was reading something a brother wrote. And um, anybody from Edo State here, he said, a majority of churches in, in Bini City are being populated by Yahoo boys. And those Yahoo boys are special to the pastors because they bring money. In fact, it didn't start today. Even when we were in Lagos, there was a pastor that was known for praying for drug dealers. Do you understand? So these drug dealers, when they are going on their mission, you know what they say to themselves? They will bring the money to God. While you and I, you are struggling to pay tithe, those people don't pay tithe. They give 50%. They agree with God, they court. Now, if this one enter, if this one reach Amsterdam, pastor, do you understand? So they're doing good by bringing money for speakers, for outreaches, and for all kinds of things. But they're laying it on a foundation of evil and wickedness. And to many people, they don't understand how bad that is. It's actually more annoying to God. You know, there was one instance some years ago, a few of us may know that also. One of the churches, this church does, that's why some of those things are not good to be done by churches. This church does award to the greatest giver in the church. So one particular staff of Sheraton then, those who know the story will remember, you know, stole Sheraton blindly so that he could win that award. As at that time, millions and was bringing to this church. Now, what would he be hearing that will make, do you know, it means that the pastor is presenting to you a Alibaba God that will be Alibaba presiding over 40 thieves that will go and steal and bring him money. What kind of God will you hear of that you go and steal and bring him money? That's why I say this good is 100% good. The implication of that is this. Are you listening to me now? The implication of that is this. You may not be able to do 1,000 good because you don't have the capacity. So some of us were in church and you hear and are raising money and you just don't have the, and you wish you could just write a check for 1 billion. Just wish it. The Bible says it's acceptable according to what one has. So if what you have is 15 naira, just bring it. It's acceptable. But somebody can hear it who doesn't know God. And God can just make this money. What are they even talking about? Money shouldn't be sold, my God. Then you go and steal money, compromise and all kinds. And you bring the money and you sit down. You don't know God. I get it now. So the good is 100% good. Not good of 1% that is built on 99% evil. No, that's not the good. 
It doesn't matter how many souls we're able to win. It doesn't matter how many widows. That, that's why you see a lot of people, if you look around in our time now, a lot of people who are doing, you know, wire magic, you see them say, saying they, they clothed 1,000 widows. They uh, uh, fed 1 million hungry people. You know, they uh, sheltered uh, 2 million people. They sponsored. All, all those things are trying to bring good to cover iniquity. But that's not the good God is looking for. That might be good enough for penance at some place. But that's not, the, if you know God, no, that's not the good those who are seeking for glory, honor, and immortality. Are doing. No. This type of good they're talking about is if you can't do it, you just beat your chest and say, God, hi, Lord bless me. We have a, a, a case in scripture like that. And interestingly, the first time, you know, this came out to me, it was a preacher. You know, please pray for me. You people should pray for pastors. You know, it's not easy. Pray for pastors that God will constrain them to teach truth. First of all, to know truth and to teach it. The the first time the scripture came to me, I heard it. It was a sermon by a pastor, Judges 14.9. And this pastor told us that, this was the whole message. This pastor told us that some people here, every time you just be telling the pastor, your challenges, your challenges, your challenges. That there was a man named Samson. He went out and did what he did. When he came back, he didn't tell his father anything. He just gave the father honey. Communicate the honey was the title of the sermon. Don't tell me what you're doing. Just bring the honey. Communicate the honey. Do you know the type of money that type of message will bring to a pastor? Because, in fact, that's the principle that is operating. Communicate the honey. I saw someone, you know, sharing a testimony somewhere. And the same person recently had heard about the kind of terrible life this particular lady is living. And then this same person, you know, sharing a testimony in some, you know, major place. And I'm just wondering, what is going on here? So they said something. He said he took some of it in his hands, went along eating. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them. And they also ate. But he did not tell them that they had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. Now, the thing is this. Is that God had told Samson, you're a Nazareth. You must not touch a dead body. And they told his parents. So, he would not tell his parents because he knew what he did was wrong. But he brought the honey. Because honey is good. But you touched a dead carcass. That's not the good we are talking about. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, you're not under compulsion. To do this good. So sometimes as when Nigeria is passing today, brethren, the brethren far north, you know, are experiencing physical um, persecution where they are killing them and burning churches and all of that. But the truth is that most genuine believers all over Nigeria are facing economic persecution. Because many men, in fact, it's almost easier for women. Many men can't genuinely earn enough to take care of their families. Please, women, be considerate and be spiritual. Because if you put your husband under the kind of pressure where he becomes a Samson and communicates only honey to you, the day the Wahala comes, he will run, they will pick you. You know, Niger police know they hear my husband know their house. But I'm encouraging the men here. Please, hold on. Are you hearing me? No, if you didn't know, learn it today. Men in Nigeria, Christian men who want to do the right thing. Do you know the offers that are out there? Do you know the channels that are open to make illicit money that is contrary to what they know and believe? But because they want to do right. Now, the lesson in that is this. The good we are talking about 
is not a compulsive good. You must not buy a car. You must not do this. You must not send your children to that school. You must not. You're not a failure as a man. You know, we can put all kinds of pressures on ourselves. And people go and do things and then we say, I see correct man, correct thief. Praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. If I can't do it, the option is humility. You know the things that with God, there's always something on the other side. Bros, if you don't get money, be humble now. You can't be saying shut up there when you didn't bring money. If the woman brings money, say thank you, honey. Darling, I appreciate you. The Lord will reward you. Do you understand? Encourage her. Don't be poor and be proud. That combination is terrible. It's acidic. A proud poor man. The period you're not bringing money, clothe yourself with humility. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who though he was the husband? <laughs> Listen, you can wash plates smiling. Your wife goes to work. Help in the house. There's nothing wrong with that. You're full of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Remember, we started by saying this good takes an anointing. It takes an anointing to do what I'm telling you. But you see, you don't know what God will see and say the time has come for your turn around. And you know, may God have mercy. Sometimes I'm happy seeing all of you, but sometimes I just wish 50 million people will hear what we are hearing. Because all that claim it and jump is why you... The Bible says the things which are written were written for our examples. Do you understand? There's a pattern in the scripture. There are things that you should learn in scripture so you know how to position yourself. These are the things you learn. Sir, brother, I'm speaking to my brothers now. Pride will not help you. There was a time I and my wife were together. I didn't have a job. She was doing some work, doing different things, trying to bring money. At a point, I said, okay, what am I going to do? I will go and do airport taxi before Uber, boat, and the rest of them came out. The day I set out to go and borrow money from my father to buy the car to do that airport tax, a job had waited that they, uh, they employed me from Lagos before I came to Abuja. One year after that day, I had passed, I was approaching um, uh, Abuja University, was when the man called me. He had not taken my call for one year. It was when he called me and said, where are you? I said, I'm traveling. He said, come back here. I want you to resume immediately. It was a Friday. I resumed on Monday. That Monday, when I resumed, you know my first assignment? I said how much I will earn. So, from that day, my wife that was doing job made millions from my job. People that were in church there made money from my job. But I said I will go and do a port tax. You don't know what God is waiting to see you do. Before they bring the turn around. Pride. No Christian should embrace pride. Pride is the perfume of the devil. Don't put it on. Is somebody listening to me? Is there a way out? No, it doesn't help anybody. So you can't do it. Just hold your chest. Your in-laws, have they insulted you? Some of us, when you're broke, is when your mother-in-law will now look at you. And wonder what kind of choice did the daughter make? Meanwhile, she didn't make a better choice. Let's leave that matter. Hallelujah. Mm. So Romans 13, it says, Oh, no man, nothing but love. So when you can't do good, don't do evil as well. The worst part is a man is broke and then you're beating your wife who is bringing money. So you're not doing good and then you're doing evil. 
That's minus now. You know, if they start a race and they say, let's run towards that position. If I'm not able to run, where am I? I'm at point zero. But imagine if they start and my colleagues are running in that direction and I turn and start running. That's negative. That's what happens when you're not able to do good and you do evil instead. So when you can't do good, the minimum is don't do evil. God said to Laban, praise the Lord. He said to Laban when he was pursuing uh, Jacob. He said, speak neither good nor evil. So when you see Jacob, just look at him like this. Whatever is happening in your heart, just hold it. That's what God told him. Genesis uh, 31, 24. He says, speak to him, neither good nor bad. Watch your mouth. Tell your neighbor, watch your mouth. <laughs> Especially when you don't have money. Praise God. Okay, good done. This, this is the last one, and then I, I try and conclude with him. Uh, good done as investing into eternity. The other one that's similar to this is when we said, good done on behalf of God. This other good is similar to it, but it's a bit different. You know, for investment, we are taught in investments that the safest investment to make is what? Real estate, because nothing happens to it. Okay? Fire can't burn land now. If fire burns the grass that is there, the land remains. Okay? Whatever happens, the land remains. So because of the solidity, because of the predictability that this investment will remain, Okay, it is considered one of the best investments anyone can make, you know, on this side of eternity. Now, you and I know that earthquakes and landslides and wars and different political crises have moved people. There are these uh, other people, ethnic Armenians, uh, uh, that were driven out from their whole country recently. How many of us saw that? So, it, as good as land as an investment is, land also, land investment can be lost. You know, someone like Mike can come and, you know, uproot everything that you did, you know. <laughs> so, land investment can be lost, okay? But there's an investment that cannot be lost. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Jesus speaking, he said, Lay not for yourself treasures on earth. Where thieves, moth, and all of that break in and steal and destroy. 20. He said, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. 21. For where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Okay, now listen to the application of this. As we are talking about doing good, no matter how hard you try, there are good that you will see to do, and you will know that if I do this good, nothing can come out from it. Even thank you will not come out from it. Nobody will know I did it. Nothing will come to me. You know what that good is? That good is investment into eternity. And that's the good that makes people say, there's something different about him. There's something different about her. That is the good that enables people sit down and say, this man is different. You know, you can work in an environment or have a transaction with someone and then you're good, and then at the end of the day, the person comes and gives you something. That's fine. That's okay. But there's a, a sight, a vision, a mindset of eternity that you can carry from today. That you will live your life in such a way that you are a billionaire in eternity by reason of your action. And listen, brothers and sisters, we're not talking money only. Money is definitely part of it. But there's so much to it than money. Do you know that some of us do not, cannot respect anybody we are richer than? 
Anybody we are finer than. Anybody that we seem to be more privileged than. It's a struggle for us. But do you know that some persons are blessed eternally because of the honor and respect they have honored people who are lower than them? The person is a driver's a, a whatever, or gate man this, or, you know, one, one. But you honor this man. You respect this woman. You have no reason to do it. They can't block your promotion. They can't influence your promotion. But you're good to them from the heart. Why? Because that human beings. You know, sometime ago, I, I forgot this even. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord said to me, he said, who do you people actually think you are? He said, sir, um, he, he said, if I'm a car manufacturer, and um, let's say I'm Toyota, okay? He said, how do you think Toyota Corporation will feel? If it's Toyota, whenever he sees maybe Toyota, what's the biggest Toyota now? Uh, Toyota... Um, LX570 or whatever. When he sees Toyota Yaris, it will just climb it, push it off the road. Which can you hear Toyota? With my spare tire, I can buy you. With my brain box, I'll buy two of you. And just demeans and diminishes every other Toyota. You think Toyota Corporation will be clapping for the LX570? You'll be disappointed. Now, that is Toyota because they made one smaller and one bigger. You are not in any way better than anybody. Everything that we have that makes us appear better actually makes us more indebted to God than that other person. The other day I was watching a program recently on television. It was, you know, School of the Blind. And, you know, I was just watching them. And I said to myself, Lord, have mercy on me. I can see. Sir, please, what did you do in your mother's womb that enabled you to be able to see as you were born? You did press up, you did eye exercises. I get what I'm saying. What do you have? So you can decide from today. You go to a place, you know, uh, uh, Nigerians don't have the culture of uh, giving tips, I understand. But if you don't give tips, at least greet the waiter like a human being. Come on, bring it here. What's this? Organa master. You know, when you do that, do you think your father in heaven will be looking at you? Because you felt that you're paying 5,000 naira for food that should be 500 naira. Is it by force? When you finish eating, the way you push the food away, you boys come and clear it. You can be nice to those. You can bless someone's day. You can raise someone's attitude. You can give the person a hug. You can ask the person, how are you? What's your name? What are you doing? You know, how is life? You, you can be a blessing. You know, when you do that and the person hears, uh, Momichi was somewhere recently, a salon, and the person didn't tell Momichi, told another person who later told her, and they took light, okay, and it was hot. And this person wanted to turn on the generator because she saw that she had a customer, a client, and you know, a big client, unquote. And the Momichi said, no, don't worry. You know, it's hot, but let's manage. Diesel is expensive now. And the lady was so touched. She didn't tell mom. She, she was telling another person. Now, do you know, thank God she's already a Christian. But do you know that, what that would do to somebody who wasn't a Christian? She had no business considering her diesel cost. You know, it's just being human. Now, if we're not human enough to people we interact with, how do we expect them to trace through us and trace divinity when they can't find humanity in us? God says, I blessed Abraham so that he'll be a blessing so that people will hold the skirt of abraham 
That's how come his servant called God of Abraham his God. Shaz and Mas, can your staff, can your local staff, can your employees call God your God? Can they say the God of my boss? Have you been that good? <laughs> By patient continuance in doing good. It's the outworking of our faith. It's so easy. You can form anointing for two minutes. I hear him. You can form spirit. Come to the office, early morning fellowship. When you finish, wickedness abounds everywhere. <laughs> but goodness, basic goodness, not acted. That's why I started, please. Not acted. You know, this time politics, they didn't eat uh, Abado and uh, no, they, they didn't fry a car on the road. Politicians can act goodness, but that's not where we're going. We're talking about goodness that flows from what is inside of you. In this season, as we're getting into Christmas, I pray that you will be so anointed that goodness will flow through you. Both, you know, financial, emotional, social, you know, just be a blessing. Just cause people to wonder, cause people to say there must be God. As I conclude, you know, let me tell you some, a story. A man, a boy, was in a situation where things were going bad for him. And they were going from bad to worse. Worse to worse. Right? And then worse to worse. <laughs> and worse to worse. If anybody had any reason for giving up on doing good, this boy had that reason. But you know what? He didn't. I want to show you the story in the scriptures as I round up. Genesis 40. Of a man named Joseph. You know, may God help us preachers. I can't overemphasize. I, how can I come and tell you Joseph's turn around? What is Joseph's turn around? What do you mean by Joseph's turn around? This boy was going down. Everything looked like God had forsaken him. And in Genesis 40, see what happened there. He was confined in prison because he refused immorality. And while he was in prison, they, sent, they made him be the uh, headmaster of this prison. So, he woke up one morning. Let's go to verse 5, please. Woke up one morning, and two of his fellow inmates were downcast, were depressed. Six, please. Can you give us that in Amplified, please? Because I want you to see that you don't need to wait. You can do something now. When Joseph came to them in the morning and looked at them, he saw that they were what? Sad and depressed. Do you see many sad people and depressed people around now? He saw them. But you know what happens? Whenever we see them, he says, if you know my own wahala. Isn't it? If you know my own story. That's what we do. Because you now begin to rehash your own experience and say, ah, who, who life was past? Make I tell you my own. But the, the Bible says when Joseph came to them in the morning, he looked at them and he saw that they were sad and depressed. What did Joseph do? Joseph asked them, why do you look so downhearted today why are you downcast joseph joseph should be the one everybody's asking joseph should be the one that is sulking that is lamenting and everybody's trying to cheer him up sadly we belong to a generation where everybody accumulates reasons for focus to be on him it's from the devil though it doesn't work with God. This is what works with God. God is looking for partners. God is looking for vessels. 
God is looking for those who will show forth his praises. And let me tell you, even for us as human beings, ah, let me tell you about this, my wife. Not because, you know, she's my wife. I wanted to marry early. I got married at 24 years. And then I didn't want to marry someone who didn't love me. I wanted to marry someone who loved me. And one of the days, I went for a sister that was from my village. No way you want to get married. You're thinking of village. So I went to check up this sister with my Volkswagen Beatles. And when she came out, she looked. Where to go? She looked at the car. She went back in. So I said, okay. Okay, thank you, Lord. Because it meant that this person would have followed me if I had a better car, isn't it? So for those of you who are waiting to blow before you marry, it's safer to marry when all you can do is mohawk. Just carry mohawk and just... Because the blow is going to come in the name of Jesus. Anyway, so what happened was, the first day I met her, they stole my car. Then it wasn't uh, Beatles. It was a good... This was Lagos. I was meeting her for the first time. She has been concerned with my pain. The next morning, people of God, this my wife didn't know my house. I saw her as I was going to work, crying, coming to my house. Meanwhile, at that time, me, I was not crying. I've told you people the story here before. I was happy because I wanted to buy a bigger Mercedes. That one I was driving was 250E. I wanted to buy 450SEL. But I couldn't buy it when nothing happened to the other one. So, an opportunity had arisen. But here I was. I was not sad for myself. And she was crying for me. That day I said to myself, if I don't marry her, you won't understand. I'm the last of seven brothers. At the time I'm talking about, only one was married. So imagine the battle it was for a 24-year-old to convince both parents that he was not being deceived by a Lagos girl. I know if she wasn't fine, they would say, think it's love. But because she's fine, they'll be thinking this yellow girl wants to confuse her brother. But my persuasion because of what I saw, I said, this is who I want. I cannot take a chance again. I've hit it. Are you thanking the Lord for me? <laughs> but, you know, many of us, you know, I don't want to talk about the girls here. TFC girls are extra special. Many of us will say, that guy is bad luck. Look at me, bad luck now. I get what I'm saying. Joseph had every reason to focus on the evil things done to him. But he couldn't stop. He was dispensing good. Let me tell you, people. The type of country we belong to. Incidentally, that's the way it is. By the good you do to somebody, you, there is nobody today. That person can become somebody tomorrow and use sniffer dog to sniff you out and say, I will not rest until I favor this person. That's the country we belong to. That's on the human level. But beyond that, I'm telling you about our faith. The secret to our rising if you go back to that equation now, if you understand mathematics now, what happens is this. God says, I will bless you. I'll make your name great. I'll make it. And then you'll be a blessing. What happens is this, is in an equation. When you can't find the other side, 
if you get this other variable, you can from it walk to the other one. Is someone following me? You know what Joseph did? Joseph had seen a dream that he was head and everybody was bound to him. But the functions and the parts of that dream were not adding up. But Joseph never failed to occupy himself with the other part. Some of us are waiting. When God blesses me, I will do this. When God heals me, I will do this. When God pacifies me, I will do this. But Joseph said, while there is breath in my nostrils, only good will proceed from me. It was that good that he kept doing. Kept doing. Kept doing. Kept doing. Until all of a sudden, uh, with speed, all the other side of the equation accumulated. And in one moment... The A, the B, the C, the D, he became a special person. He became a holy nation. He became a royal priest. In one moment. Why? Because he focused on his side. Sars and mass. The resurrection power is not your side. Christians gather and we're trying to generate resurrection power. You know those generators those days, if you had generator in the 70s, you know what I'm talking about. It's not press. You wind it. You wind it until it picks up. That's not how God works. When you position yourself, the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord. How do we wait upon him by consistent obedience consistent positioning consistent seeking what he said we should see doing let's rise on our feet this morning because god is about to raise somebody there is a resurrection power that is available to turn somebody's situation around not because you claimed it but because you believe god and you know this is how he works god is faithful god is dependable god is reliable there no man no person can say i trusted in him and i was put to shame god is faithful and this morning god said to tell you continue in doing good because glory is on its way for you honor is on its way for you immortality is on its way for you thank you father just bless the name of the lord You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www that the father's church online.org God bless you